This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds. Allow me to spend some time with you discussing pets, pet care, and everything in between. Today's Pet Sounds, we're going to talk about chemotherapy myths for our pets. As pets live longer, they become more vulnerable to cancer, just like people. I may also add that genetically driven cancer from intense breeding is a problem as well. Once a cancer has been adequately diagnosed in your pet, your veterinarian will offer you the best treatment modality for that particular tumor. Excising or surgically removing the growth is by far the most common form of treatment. That may include amputating part of or an entire limb, in some cases where cancer is in the legs. Radiation therapy is used, but is usually reserved for specialty practices or large universities, and only for certain X-ray sensitive cancers. There are natural treatment modalities that seem to work as well. The chemotherapy is the second most common form of cancer treatment. Cancers of the blood or bone marrow or certain organs lend themselves to being treated with drugs. I think all of us know someone who has had chemotherapy and have heard of its side effects, including hair loss, vomiting, secondary infections, that sort of thing. What about pet side effects in our pets? Dr. Carrie Wood of the New Hampshire Veterinary Specialist published a small email back in November on myths and misconceptions about pet chemotherapy, and I'd like to share her thoughts. Myth number one, chemotherapy will make your pet bald. There is some hair loss in some breeds of dogs, but it is variable and only cosmetic with no ill effects. Chemotherapy only affects actively growing hair. Since fur growth is patchy and seasonal, only minor hair loss occurs, but you will see increased shedding and even the whiskers may fall out. Myth number two, your pet will be sick all the time during chemotherapy. Veterinary oncologists typically administer much smaller doses than what is given to humans and they allow a longer recovery period. Thus, vomiting, diarrhea, and weight loss, and hospitalization are relatively rare. Myth number three, all chemotherapy are shots. Drugs to fight cancer can be administered to your pet in several different ways. There are pills, injections under the skin, intravenous injections, which is the most common human modality, or injections right into the tumor. The kind of cancer, as well as how it will best be tolerated by the pet and family are considered when choosing what type of chemotherapy to use. Myth number four, my pet is too old to be treated. Age really isn't a good criteria for deciding on chemotherapy. What is important is the health of the pet's essential organs like the liver and kidney. Old pets with good liver and kidney function are good candidates. The question arises, is it worth it in an old pet? Remember, a year for a dog is like four to seven years for a person. When I counsel owners about cancer treatment versus not doing anything, I try to assess the quality of life after treatment. If the quality will be good, even for six months, then I feel chemotherapy is a viable option. Treating your pet for cancer is a very trying, confusing emotional experience. You'll get advice from everybody from your mother to the mailman. My advice is to make your veterinarian your prime source of information and comfort. I've been on both ends of chemotherapy for a pet, and it isn't easy giving pets chemo or having your own pet receive it. Knowledge is power. Get all the accurate information on what the therapy is, how the pet will react, and outcome probabilities. This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds on WERU. Thank you for listening. Remember, enjoy your pet and don't forget to give them a hug.